Now and then we had a hope that if we lived and were good, God would permit us to be pirates. Mark Twain. When we last left our adventurers, they had successfully boarded the luxury airship, the unpronounceable Brobdignagian, avoided all suspicion of the Carnath military, all before enjoying the games and conversations of the ship as the night came to a close. I'm going to be up front with you, dear listeners. Tonight's episode features combat. If you are familiar with Dungeons and Dragons, you already know where I'm going with this. For the uninitiated, D&D combat, while the main focus of many dungeon-crawling adventures, can be a painful and tedious process to play through, much less listen to. Imagine a tennis match where each player can deliberate for several minutes on how to return each serve. So I have edited this session down to what I feel was either important for you to understand their situation, or entertaining enough that I couldn't leave it on the cutting room floor. And a three-hour session is now an hour-long podcast. So I do hope it will be as enjoyable to listen to as it was to subject my players to. You may notice that Trachele sounds a little different this episode. Trey cannot be with us for this session, and so what happens with groups I run? With the player's blessing, I will pilot their character and attempt to keep them as true to form as I can. I personally think I did a bang-up job. Something else to note here. In this episode, I mention the Citadel of the Silver Flame. For 20-something years, I have played Eberron campaigns, run Eberron campaigns, and consumed Eberron lore, and I have always pictured the Cathedral of the Silver Flame like a beautiful spire reaching towards the heavens, majestic and glorious in its form. Yeah, I cannot find any source that backs up this design being canon, and in fact, Dungeons and Dragons Online has a canonical version of the Cathedral of the Silver Flame, and it is a very simple, conservatively built temple. Also, in my depictions of the church, I feel like I may have added some aspects of the Brotherhood of Steel from Fallout lore, maybe. But as Keith Baker, creator supreme of this campaign setting, says often, it's your Eberron. And so, as we follow our adventurers into the dawn of the new day, the story continues. As the dawn breaks and light begins coming in through the windows that have not been closed, uh, actually, would every. I'm going to put Chris Creve and Diana up top, but everyone go ahead and re roll your initiatives for the day. All right. Hey. Chris. As y'all are stirring too, and Diana is getting nice and excited for going up top, roll a perception. Perception. Let me roll over to my perception. I got a plus three to that bitch. 16. Yeah, it's a 16. So, as you're getting ready, you hear a voice coming from, you think it's from a deck below you, but it's echoing up through the walls. I'm telling you, they're in position now. Go ahead and make the move. Yes, if if you act now or they'll be too far out. Got it. Good. All right. And uh, so y'all heading up top? Yeah. Yeah, That's bad. Stay behind me. What? Okay. But I really want to get to the top and at the very... Stay behind me! (laughs) 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 Okay, jeez. All right, we're going up. Uh, the dragonborn meets you in the hallway 
Sounds like you guys have had a, a good morning so far. Hi, good morning. Yeah. No, not so much. There's something going on. Listen, all right, we gotta get shit together right now. There's something what? going on up top. I need you to come with me. Keep your senses about you. Let's go. Is it an adventure? Are we doing stuff? Okay, shh, okay, shh, shh. Stay behind me. Shh. And we move up. All right. Crave. Yes. Keep an eye out. Always. Do you think something's happening? I know this seems weird right now, but I heard something. Everyone just stay frosty. <laughs> right, Do you think so... it's pirates? I don't know if it's pirates, okay? I don't know what pirates look like. I've heard <laughs> stories about pirates. Listen, all right? I'm the captain now. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Why are you? Oh, come on. I'm trying to keep you, you know, light on your feet. Come on, princess. Got it. Got it. I'm alert. <sighs> High alert. All right. Friend of this. Probably nothing. But can I just be cautious for a minute? That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I come stumbling into my room. Keep it down out here. What is going? Ow, my head. What is happening? <laughs> Shh. Everyone oh, I alert. <sighs> Listen. What? There are All things right. going on up top. I don't like. I just start mumbling to myself in draconic for a minute. <laughs> I listen. I know draconic. <laughs> of course you do. God. You you I'm remember, awesome. Diana? You can piece together what the words mean, but it's definitely an idiom that you didn't study. Damn. Probably means something offensive. <laughs> I can't do idioms. <laughs> Reese, you should probably come with us. Okay, fine. As you all continue to make some noise, the Goliath eventually stumbles out, also seeming to have a hangover. Ugh. The hell are you all doing? Well, big guy. Uh. Sounds like you had another fun night. Any anything we need to know about with your dulcet tones, with your gargantuan mating call? Yeah. Yes, he snores loudly. <laughs> <laughs> Just felt like I needed to point that out because I didn't sleep a lot because he yeah. snores. At least he didn't wow. bring any of those. At least he didn't bring any of those uh, nymphs back to the room. Have you ever heard a mountain <laughs> snore? Ugh. That's what that was. I thought it was the engines downshifting. <laughs> well, fine. I'll switch rooms with somebody. What the hell y'all talking what? about out here? Hey, you should come with us since you're up. <sighs> Beautiful view, really pretty. You could probably put it to music. I mean, I bet it would really help the inspiration. Oh, keep it down. Ugh. I like the way she thinks. The inspiration. Where's the skinny one? He's still in his room. We should get him to watching that box. There's box? What's in the box? I have no idea. He would never let it out of his sight. I, I got it. it. I got it. I got this. I got this. Oi, cheekbones. Get out of here. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Link, if you don't get out here right now, I'm going to kick that door open. Beat your arse. Get out here! Would you all keep it down, for love's sake? You shut up, you geezer! Come on, Link. <laughs> all dressed up and everything, now come out the door. What the hell do you want? We're all yeah. going up yeah. top! They want to see the sunrise. Also, there's trouble oh. afoot, and I'm not going to get in a fight today. <laughs> really not in the mood for this. I just woke up, man. Come on. Well, if you don't get in the fight, the fight's going to come to you, mate. So, I'm going to join him with the party. All I'm saying is I heard some crazy shit upstairs, and I say we go and check it out, and if nothing's wrong, we can all come back down, 
have a few drinks, and go back to bed. All right, slow down. So crazy shit. What do you mean by crazy shit? What did you hear? What are you all up in arms about? People are saying some things, all right? We already had one group come on the ship before we left and say they were checking for a spy. Well, now we know that somebody here is a spy. And now there's trouble afoot. So just trust me, and can we go? Just to see? Just to see? Tricolese leans to the right, leans back up, has brought his ocarina in. Mm. So we go? We're going. Yeah. All right. At the mention of spy, I just happened to whack throw in the back of his head with my tail. <laughs> just a subtle whack. <laughs> so as everybody steps on to the deck of the ship, you first notice that it is still in the twilight hours. The sun is starting to rise on the horizon. And in the distance... There's a little bit of a gleam from the torch lights and mage lights that are around it, but you can begin to see the city of Flamekeep, the capital of Thrain, coming up through the clouds and almost to where you think that the ship is flying pretty well high enough that it would miss it, but you can see exactly what the dwarf was talking about. It's a, a large citadel that seems to be made out of pure silver that is coming up from the center of the city arching upwards. It looks very much like a combination between the the Space Needle and Notre Dame. It's a citadel, but it's also built to look like a cathedral. Who has religion? I have religion. Go ahead and roll it. Yeah, you should be. 16. So that is the Citadel of the Silver Flame. It's the headquarters of the Church of the Silver Flame. They're the Catholic Church for better or for worse, their biggest goals is that they want to rid all of Eberron of the evils that exist. Now, in our world, that you know can be very vague. In this world, it's pretty cut and dry. They want rid of the demons, the undead, the lords of dust, everything that is bad and threatens humanity. Some of them do take that a little too far, similar to the Catholic Church, <laughs> and go out of their way to look for lesser cults of the dragon below or even people that, that might be a threat to them. They use their power for inappropriate reasons, but for the most part, they are out there trying to find the, the real evils of the world and, and squash them out. Are they particularly known for corruption or anything like that, or are they mainly on the up and up? They are mainly on the up and up. You have heard stories that some sects, they'll do their job. They will go through and they will clean out uh, the undead and the demons and the terrible things in the area, but then might use that clout to then demand that new recruits come from that area or to, they do some shady things with the power that they've earned. And you can hear the dwarf just cackling from the front of the ship. Yes, this is beauty. And as the sun crests over the horizon, and starts casting its light. The whole tower lights up brightly, almost bright enough that you don't notice another airship coming in from the north. Perception check? Everyone roll perception. I knew it. I have a negative one with that, so that gives me a four. Pretty tower. (laughs) Oh, this view is so gorgeous. I knew it would be. I am so excited right now. Airships are the best. Yeah, 21. 16. They're... Who has history again? Other than other than Diana. I do. Alright, if you got proficiency in history, go ahead and roll that. Natural twenty What was that, Creve? Twenty-two. At first, the initial feeling is, oh, I wonder if there's the pirates that Chris half mentioned. 
But then you recognize that the flags and the sigils that are on the ship, it looks like a, a green hand with talons coming off the top of it. Pharaoh, you have seen that sigil before. For a while, there were a lot of people in the court that would wear it openly until your patron decided that they weren't happy with these people that call themselves the Order of the Emerald Claw and decided to push them out of the castle. And then you only ever saw it in passing. But as of late, they have been trying to make a comeback. Reese and Creve, these were the guys who, once upon a time, talked the Carnathi army into using undead soldiers oh. in, in battle. And while you know that the government eventually was like, mm, yeah, we're not 100% with that anymore, there were still sects of them that were continuing their work. And now, very offended that they've not been allowed to serve with Karnath, they are doing their own things to, to get back at various groups. As y'all are remembering these things, you hear Tracules, Oh, not these sons of bitches. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they don't fuck around. That's a boat full of assholes right there. Yep. What's and that big guy? Back in the mountains where I grew up, that's where they've been hiding out. They've been a thorn in my tribe's ass for decades. I Shit. wonder where those assholes had been hiding after all these years. Well, mm -hmm. let's get ready to have some fun, I guess. So, stand up, fight? I doubt they'll be very happy to see my uniform. Hmm. <laughs> Are we doing something? Y'all got one turn before they are over top of the ship. Trey is going to start flexing and stretching out to get ready. Chris. <laughs> yeah. We're about to be in a big fight. Let's say uh, we all do it together. I'm good with that. And then, of course, I nudge throw and be like, you are going to have some explaining to do to everybody if we all survive this. <laughs> <laughs> Diana? Do I know of any weapons on the airship that I should, like, get behind and start getting ready to shoot it at this thing you quickly look around and you see on the sides of the ship where ballistas and various weapons had been put but this is a luxury liner now oh my gosh my family i swear <laughs> when i get home you see some security on the edge of the ship and they're also glancing over noticing the approach of another airship very quickly but it looks like they've got some clubs. They were prepared in case a noble got too drunk not to be boarded. I'm going to scream over, you guys are useless, I'm telling my mother. <laughs> and, and I guess I'll get a javelin ready just in case I need to throw it. Okay. Reese. I'm going to cast Guidance upon Diana. Yeah, I guess with my turn too, I was just... Shaking oh, my yeah. left arm just to prep the Eldritch Blast that I'm going to use 437 <laughs> times. Oh, yeah. We finally get to figure out what everybody can do. Perfect. Thero. Uh, I will get my weapons ready and be prepared for whatever's going to happen. As Thero draws his weapons, one of his blades it was designed to show off this amazing piece. Another very small shard of kyber embedded in to the blade uh, of one of his swords. Hmm. This cannot be a coincidence. <laughs> Very interesting. I know gambling, right? Mm. Mm. Uh, mm. So oh, much no. common. When we get out of this, I have lots of questions for everybody. If we Yay. get out of this. As the ship approaches and gets overhead, the soldiers drop from the airship above in pairs. One large soldier in plated armor and a second soldier holding on to the first like a backpack. The larger soldier crashes onto the deck and lets out a groan 
but then stands up straight like a sentinel as their partners climb off. Eight pairs jump off the side of the ship. I switch to my sword. You don't see that every day. And you recognize the outfits of the Emerald Claw. They've got the sigils all over. But what is kind of strange is the larger soldiers appear as fully armored men. Plates of armor dangling with bone and leather with the sigil of the Emerald Claw in the plates. But as they move their limbs, they are not the limbs of a man. Instead of flesh, a deep redwood twists and pulls against the plates to make them move. Drawing their swords, the metal soldiers declare in a monotone voice, Forval! And then their partners cry out with fervor in response, Forval! Who here has ever heard of Warforged? Um, I probably saw some in the war, I would imagine. You saw several in the war. They are... Wandering too much. You saw several wandering about. The Warforged... They are sentient constructs. They're not artificial intelligence. They're not robots. They are... Not unlike Alphonse uh, Elric, almost, you could think of. Fullmetal Alchemist. Yes. In a way... Almost like a sentient suit of armor. So, eight Alphonses just landed on the bow of the ship, and eight... Who's the other one? Edwards just climbed off his back. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and that will be their turn. And are they with the blood of Vol? They have declared themselves a Vol. We need to help the people over here at the bow. They're going to need our assistance for sure. If they get rolled up on, we can fight. They can't. We need to protect them if we can. That's a valid point. Mm-hmm. Trey, being first to act, is more than happy to step over here to this big metal man. They do look very intimidating and terrifying with their giant metal frame until the Goliath steps over and still has a foot on one. Wow. <laughs> You've heard the tones that that ocarina can do. But as he lifts it up and smashes it into this thing, you suddenly realize it has multiple uses. <laughs> Look at this. The big one's smashing him with his didgeridoo. Every when he swings it, it does make sort of a deep sound like that. Bang! <laughs> fantastic. As the Warforge tries to bring its arms up to guard, he smashes straight through the forearms and into the creature's chest, and then pulls out his ocarina as it crumples to the ground. Yeah. One down. Jesus. That's what max damage on a great club can do. All right, Chris. So, Nox Arrow, ready, and fire. It's been a while since you've shot, so it goes low, catches him through the throat, but it's enough to get the job done. Two down. And where do you go to hide? I'll move to there. All right. Is that a, is that a hiding spot? Is that right? That is some railing. They'll give you cover from the guys below. Creve. Let's see. I'm going to go after the Warforged, the closest one to the people. Take an Eldritch Blast shot at him. Rips into him and singes the wood underneath his plates. He does not seem happy, but he is still standing. Shit. Okay. I think I'm going to need a little bit of cover. I'm going to move next to Kreeze over here. Okay. The Emerald Claw. They're going to double time it to these stairs. Uh Uh-oh. They're after the captain. I knew it. I guess they don't care about those people in the bow. I was going to run after them. These guys are going to converge on him. While the human seems a little rusty with his sword and is unable to do much of anything to the guard, the Warforged, however, steps up and with almost mechanical precision, drives his sword through the chest of the guard, and he drops to the ground. People dying everywhere, hell yeah. I mean, Diana since I can't reach the captain but I can reach this guy over here I'm gonna move 
so that I'm in combat. And with one long sword, two hands, I am going to slash at him. He brings his sword up to match yours. <laughs> you must be new to this. Reese. I am going to move right about here. I will flip a coin into the sky, and when I catch it, I say sacred flame, and a beam of bright white blinding light comes down on the human that she was fighting. <laughs> you must be new to this. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that's right. <laughs> Before he collapses, you can see the smoke pouring up from underneath his armor. I give Reese a thumbs up. Thera. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go right around here, join these guys, give them some backup. Do you have a ranged weapon? I have a crossbow, longbow. But get, unless you have both of them? Yeah, my character, she has crossbow and longbow. We're t- you have the longbow. We're just going to mark that crossbow out at some point. Cause, okay. Yeah, usually there's not multiple ranged weapons. but Yeah, I don't know where that came from, but I'll look into that later. Even if a crossbow could be better in some situations, your elven lineage uh, would prevent you from ever using something as dirty as a crossbow. <laughs> gotcha. Then I will shoot this guard right over here. The arrow flies true and embeds itself into the wood right behind its shoulder plate. It glances over its shoulder at the arrow, huffs, and then turns back to its mission. Now that they did that, the nobles, they're going to try and move closer to the bow of the ship to keep an eye on things, but they're not going to try and go anywhere. Trey is going to move up beside Diana, hoist his big ocarina up over his shoulder, preparing to hit the first thing that comes within range. Chris, you're up. Got these fellas on the deck down below. Moving up on the uh, chaps over there on the port side. Gonna take another shot. That's the starboard side. All right. All right. Whatever. All right. Go ahead and attack. (laughs) That arrow also strikes true. You try to remember whether Warforged actually have brains or not. You've never quite looked inside one before. But as the arrow embeds itself into its eye socket and it does crumple to the ground and slump over, you at least think you did the right thing. All right. Looks like they're weak in the heads. Go for the head. Destroying the head while severing the brain. <laughs> Creve. Alrighty, yes. <laughs> well, I've already blasted this oh. guy. I've already taken six points away from him. Let's try and Eldridge blast him again. Let's see here. Uh, oh. One. Natural one. Oh. Damn. Oh. You get a little excited. You hit so cleanly on the first one. Yep. <laughs> you don't realize that you aimed a little low and this section of the railing there is blown away by your eldritch energy (laughs) wowzers ah combat not toothpicks love sorry (laughs) sorry all right so that guard was willing to give his life and did oh thank you for your service the warforged over here decides that he does not like being kept from his goal. Puts oh, that guard go. down. Nice. Neat. As those guys get up there, they pull out Crazy. a series of daggers. And while the captain's trying to keep steady, you can hear a cry as the captain takes a dagger to the shoulder. Wow. I can't steer this boat, guys. We'll find out. I think you need to patch up Beto over there and give me a minute. So he's going to move there. Captain can't really focus on that. She's going to move up to defend. And she begins clashing with the Warforged. Are there any guards left? Oh, yes. 
the one to the right of Diana steps up and smashes his club up against the side of the Warforged skull. The Warforged, again, just kind of huffs. Sounds less like a huff, more like a... <sighs> okay. Diana. Yes, I am going to move right here. I am going to take my javelin and I am going to hurl it at... Hmm, choices, choices. Uh, this guy. You move up and you get your bearings, you get it lined up. As the pain from the dagger fully realizes inside the captain, he leans forward just a little bit and it turns the wheel. The ship tilts just a little bit and throws your aim off. (sighs) Reese. I am going to take my movement to here, and then I'm going to use dash as my action, and then go here. And then I am going to cast Healing Word, which has a 60-foot range on the captain. Yeah, maxed out. Seven to the captain. Nice. Yay. Woo-hoo. All right. All right. He is feeling good. And Thera. I'm going to stick around where I'm at. I'm going to try to shoot an arrow to that guy. As you're trying to, to re-steady from the, the captain swerving the ship a bit. Your aim is untrue. I feel your um, pain. So they are doing that. Trey steps up, but this guy has been watching his movements and is able to duck underneath the giant tree log as it is coming for his skull. Chris. Knock another arrow. We are going to fire at this chap right here. Well, he was too busy ducking that shot. You could figure out where he was heading and get that arrow right where it needs to be. Somewhere in a lung or two. Creve. Looks like they've been rushing the captain, so mm-hmm. move right here, and then I'm going to <laughs> Eldritch Blast. Let's see here, <laughs> this schmuck right here. <laughs> it singes his armor. It gets him a little rattled to the wood. He is still standing. He straightens up, looks to the the group down below, moving on to Plan E, and he does something a little strange. He steps forward, drops his sword, and puts the first mate into a bear hug. She begins screaming, runs over here, and dives off the ship. Holy shit! What What the hell? Holy god! (laughs) These four move up here. No, not you. You're dead. They don't bring the dead with them. This guy up here is going to... He's going to try and take care of the last guard up here. Yes. Poor, poor red shirt. I mean, hats. Red hats. Red hats, not red shirt. Yeah. <laughs> He's almost sad as he drives the sword into this guy's chest of, I thought it was done with this. Fuck. <laughs> he can only move to there. So only three people get to wail on the captain. Oh, shit. Rude. Using the steering wheel as a shield, he starts darting to the left and right as the two humans are taking stabs with their swords, and he's just deftly maneuvering around them and still keeping the ship, for the most part, on balance, starting to tilt forward. He's not fully focused on it. He draws a short sword and is using it to parry, but then the Warforged, as he's doing this, comes with a clean slice up his side, and you hear him wail out in pain again. He's still standing, but the ship starts to tilt just a little more again. You are correct. He's going to come... This guy is going to dash and move into combat range and attack the other soldier. He will fail and miss horribly. Oh, no red hat. I believe that's the last red hat. However, the captain also moves on their turn, so he turns and tries to help the soldier right behind him and gets a, a nice slice up his cheek. 
Diana. Okay. I'm going to try this again. I'm going right. to move up here. Right there. I'm going to aim for the Warforge with my uh, javelin again with a new dice. So, <laughs> there we go. Let's see how it goes. Uh, I believe that was the guy who got hit earlier. Sweet. That's going to be enough that he collapses yeah. down. Yeah. Finally, I scream out. Nice throw, <laughs> man. Nice shot. Thank you. <laughs> what a nice shot, man. Sorry. Reese. <laughs> All right, let's see. How fucked up does the captain look? He seems to be pushing through the pain, but it looks like he's losing a lot of blood on that side. Let's do the same thing as last turn. We'll dash as an action, and as a bonus action, we will healing word him. I hold up my coin, and the sunlight reflects the jewel. Bing! Roll that beautiful bean footage. And I'm out of actual spells now. We're relying on cantrips. So, guys, let's wrap this up. All right, Thero, back to you. There you go. Up to here. And uh, I'm going to attempt another Lombo attack on this one. As your arrow flies true up and over top of the wheel and into his skull, he crumples to the floor. Yeah! Now ticket. Seeing the opportunity, now that there is no one on this front area, the nobles are actually going to start running towards uh, the exit to go down back below deck. Good idea. Mm-hmm. Trey is hell-bent on beating the hell out of this Warforged. Chris! We've got a few fellas on the right here. This one right here in particular. Dash and then attack with swords. Down, down here below? Yeah, this, uh, this fuck right here. You make a nice big incision into his body. That was enough to drop into his knees. Creve. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to hit somebody hard here at some point. We're going to move this way. I am going to Eldritch Blast this Warforged. It singes his armor. He seems very perturbed <laughs> by this dark magic. This guy steps over to Chris and shouts out to his partners. Keep going. You know the plan. And the hell's that all about? We're bringing the ship down one way or the other. Chris, what is your AC? 13. He seems to be a bit more skilled than you were ready for as mm-hmm. he's able to cut across your rippling chest. Ow! Alright, so these guys move up 60. He's going to move over top of his dead friends. <laughs> Alright, he's going to take another chunk off of the captain who is not very happy with this. And Warforged is going to initiate a grapple. Oh no! Oh dear. Oh no! Initiate the grapple and drag no, no, the captain no, 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 no. from his square. Oh, holding the grip as best he can, begins walking backwards to re- repeat what happened earlier. Diana. I am going to try and javelin throw the Warforge that has the captain. Oh. <laughs> Sweet merciful 12. Will the Emerald Claw knock the wind out of their sails? Or can Captain Tintaris regain control? If you're enjoying what you hear, make sure to give us a like on Facebook, share this podcast to your friends, and follow us as we begin growing our website over at sagasandshenanigans.com. Wait, website? Is this some drow shit? No? Alright, whatever. There we will also keep you up to date with the happenings of our wonderful cast and crew as they begin new adventures in podcasting. And now we return you to your regularly scheduled programming. As long as you don't roll a one. (laughs) Oh, God.
What? He's taking my guy away. That's my captain. Oh, captain, my captain. Is it gonna work? Is it gonna work? Target the grapple must be going large. Shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Who can say where the road goes? Okay. <laughs> Angela? Yes, sir? It doesn't say here. I'm going to have to roll with the flavor of it more. I'm going to need you to roll again. You oh. are at you're at a disadvantage. So Okay. You want this next roll to be no lower than that 13 you just rolled. <laughs> okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Got it. And the, the reason she's at a disadvantage because he's holding the captain, is that right? Yes. I will keep that in mind going forward. <laughs> 11. Uh, <laughs> roll your damage. Your javelin releases. And it soars through the air. Since the captain is no longer at the wheel, the ship tilting and turning, and as the warforge sees it, the javelin coming, he, his footing slips, and he pulls back, and the javelin goes in to the captain's chest. Dang it! And out the warforged's back. The warforged slips and falls, his hold still locked, and its eyes blank out and shuts down with the captain grappled on the boat. Um, oh! Oh! I scream over at Chris, that was not good, buddy! <laughs> no! No, it's not good! No, he is down, definitely. Is he dead, dead, Boston? You hear him groaning in pain. He is not Perfect. dead. Oh, God. From, from having a javelin okay. in his chest. He is beneath the warforged right now. Sandwich, got it. Oh, With a toothpick through the sandwich. No, it's not. Starting right now, everyone's going to be at disadvantage for a while because yeah. you'd start to feel the ship becoming uneven. The nose starts to lower. And suddenly, y'all have a very, very good view of that citadel. Oh, jeez, God. Oh, dear. No. Uh, Reese! Jesus, <laughs> God, help us! Okay. I know how to fly it, but um, I need special things. Fly? Yes. Land? No. <laughs> 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 the flying the ship's the easy part. The landing's the hard part. So, Reese. Hey, buddy. <sighs> so, let's see. We got this one guy left here by the red hat, but we also have the ship creening out of control. Um, but I'm not going to be able to try to steer the ship if there's someone attacking me. True. All right, I'm going to get to here. No, I'm not. I'm going to sacred flame him first. Good okay. idea. If you would make a dexterity save for that fella, please. Mm -hmm. That's a no. That is going to be four damage to him. I believe from the damage he took earlier, on top of some other things, that is definitely going to be enough. All right, that blinding white light comes down from the sky, smolders him, and then I'm going to run over here. And as soon as I possibly can, I'm going to try to keep the wheel still, something. Just You see it spinning, you try to put your hands on it, and it keeps moving without you. You even give it a chance to like, stop spinning, and when you put your hands on it, it resists your touch to move it any which way. All bets are off. All right, Thero. All right. Move over here. I think the only combatants left are the dude fighting 
Trey, the dude fighting Chris, and the two that are still heading for the steering wheel. Well, I think I'm going to help Chris out over here by getting rid of this guy over here right in front of him. A little right. arrow right in the back of him as he least expects it. With the tilt and tumble of the ship as it's starting to take a nosedive, your aim is not as good as it could be. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> the little halfling, once he's realizing what has happened, he moves forward, hears the groans of the captain, and he turns to Diana. You, I, Sorry. I don't know what to do. You, you're the only one left. You, you've got to do something, please. I'm trying to run as fast as possible. <laughs> I'm going. I only run 30 feet at a time. <laughs> well, as again, if you, as long as you're not attacking anything, you can run 60 feet. Okay, that's my new goal is to run 60 feet and not attack anything. <laughs> All right. And, wow. Trey and this Warforge are just having a battle of errors. Chris. Shing, shing. They're both out now. All right. Uh, roll your first attack. That's uh, 11. Um, ro <clears throat> roll again because you're at disadvantage. 17. Okay, so 11 still hits. Uh, go ahead and roll uh, damage. 7 on the first one. And he's dead. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you got 30 feet. Do you want to move? Yeah, right in behind. So about right there. Right there. That's okay. good. Creve. All right, let me move 30 feet. We're right there. I'm going to Eldritch Blast the human because he can move a little faster. Or or is that Warforged in the way? No, you, you got the clear shot. You are still at a disadvantage because of the ship going AWOL. Got it. Okay. Well, let me roll twice here. Okay. Uh, natural one. So oh, never mind. Oh, no. Oh. Different dice now. It's in dice jail. This is, oh, right. <laughs> this is why my Eldritch Blast isn't shooting actual arcing bolts of purple lightning it's because i've been rolling like shit it's just been sputtering i need to <laughs> see that part of the railing is now gone <sighs> oh. well, you're doing a lot of damage yeah, to the ship man. Good job. Keep damaging the ship while we're trying to kill the bad guys like is that a hole now could someone push them <laughs> yes in fact you could push them over the railing anyway but it's now even easier to push them through the railing all right they are Feeling like they are doing okay right now. I'm just drawing crap everywhere, aren't I? <laughs> there you are. I wish someone would kick them off the side of it and be like, Get off my airship! <laughs> the Warforge is going to turn. Hmm, you should have connected. Yeah. Oh, uh, dear. And... Oh, dear. Uh, Longsword comes up along your chest for four points of damage. Oh. Ooh. And he's actually going to come back here to curb your access up there. And still can't hit Trey. All right. Oh, dear. <laughs> Yay, Trey, please. So no more nobles to worry about. Just the ship and the everything is flying out of control. Oh, that pretty, that beautiful citadel. Just the, the glory of uh, that oh, citadel as the, as the tip of the ship is directed right towards it. So glorious. <laughs> Diana, you're up. Okay, I have an idea, and you tell me if this is not okay. 
because I'm starting to get really nervous. And so I I want to know if my character could maybe leap onto this thing and maybe so that I'm not at a disadvantage, maybe this halfling guy would like to boost my butt and help me over this stupid thing so that I could maybe grab the thing. And I want you to roll a dexterity check. Does that mean I, I get the guidance thing, the 1v4? You know what? Yes. 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 Okay. Okay. Uh, good, so good, good, good. Um, now, okay. and also, okay. because that does sound badass, I want you to roll at an advantage. So yeah. roll 2d20, okay. take the highest of the two rolls, then add the 1d4 and your dexterity. Tell me what you got. Okay. Okay. <laughs> shush. Michael, you shush. <laughs> Hold on. Shut up. Okay, hold on. I'm really nervous. I can't even get my dice out. Hold on. Okay, this is good. Okay, nine. Wait, is that a... That I got a five and a six. My dexterity is a one, and I got a plus two from the one D four. So six, seven, eight, nine. All right, so... But he got the boost. Did I at least get onto the ledge? Did Did I get onto the ledge? Maybe... I think you need him in the head. You know, just... You make the run. You make the run. Okay. He sees you. He sees what you're going for. He drops down. He gets his little hands together. Yeah. As you're starting to take the jump and he pushes up, you both realize how small a halfling is. (laughs) (laughs) Now, he's he's a stout little guy. He gets you a good lift, and you come up gut first into the railing. Got it. So you were on the railing, excellent. Uh, but you did not get all the way over. Got it. <clears throat> From there, your hand is like out of reach of the wheel itself. Next uh, turn, Reese, a hand, please. <laughs> uh, Reese, if you want to step over and help her, I will give her that for the buddy. There we all are. right. So get then, get up here. I See. will let him use his action to get you there. So that you are by the wheel on the next turn. Okay. All right, Thero. Um, I will. Yep, still, still two play. left. So I'm gonna move over here. I'm gonna play it safe. Still play the arrow. Get rid of these two guys. Hopefully they'll hit their targets. All right. So remember, ship's going haywire. So give me two d twenty and take the lowest. Fourteen on the first roll. Eh. Okay, I got uh, fourteen on the first roll. Eleven on the second roll. Eleven still the magic number. So roll your damage. Uh, six. All right, and from the Eldritch Blast damage, or did he? No, that one has not taken all the damage yet, so he is still he is still standing. But he is standing with an arrow lodged into his... You feel like a normal human being would have a trachea right there. That would be very <laughs> bad if it got hit with an arrow. He is still standing. Uh, and... This fellow in front of me? Well, the fr- fellow in front of you is still standing, but he doesn't have an arrow in his trachea. Okay, I thought that one. No, the, the, the Warforged in front of Kreeve. Oh, gotcha. All right, and... Man, they are just flailing. So there's... So up in the, yeah, up in the corner is this epic staff battle between these two, the Warforged and the Titan. Between the two of them, the air is getting the shit kicked out of it. Yes. <laughs> I hope the Warforged survives and they have an ongoing rivalry the rest of their lives. <laughs> <laughs> You. <laughs> Jotting that down. Alright. Uh, Chris. Yeah. Alright, the ship is wobbly. Close in on this fellow in front of me. Alright. Attack. 2d20, give me the lowest. Alright. 
So, 14 and a 19. Alright, so 14 still hits. Roll your damage. See, disadvantage isn't that bad. 6 plus 2, that's 8. That's it. So, yep, he is... He is the deads. And... I'm going to say you still got 25 feet of movement left if you want to get next to that other Warforged. Yeah, that would be nice. Say stand back, but that's okay. <laughs> eh, right here. Is <laughs> just in case. Just in case. Not exactly in your way. Just right here. Right here. Okay. Right there. That looks good, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And Creve. Here we go. Okay. So he hit me, so I'm going to use Hellish Rebuke. Nice. <laughs> He's got to make a dexterity saving throw against, what was the number? 13. Nope. Nope. Sweet. All right. Sweet. You need to take a 2d10 fire damage. You have to roll Or that. I can roll that. So 2d10 fire damage. This guy just got barbecued. He, Creve is pissed. No kidding. Uh, nine total. Nice. The fires erupt from his feet all the way up to the top. You can smell that that wood cooking inside of the armor as he just grunts. Ugh, it was supposed to be my day off. And then crumbles to the side. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't even supposed to be here today. He wasn't even supposed to be here today. <laughs> he had a note. <laughs> he did. All right, so... Well, I guess I can move to... Where do you want to move to? Let's see, how far away am I from Trey? Just in case. <laughs> Let's see here. Poor Trey. Let's see. I think you can make it. I can hit him from actually That's 115. Standing. That's 115. That's fantastic. What? Yeah, because it's yeah. 120. Do it. Do it. I'm just going to stay right here, I think. <laughs> just in case Trey needs some help. I'll stay right. right here. Uh, let's see. Uh, and actually, we're gonna, after another failed attempt, he realizes the ship is going down. My mission was successful. Uh, let's see. Trey gets one. Trey gets I'd, one I'd like already. to point something out about that Hellish Rebuke, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it goes off as a reaction, so that should have popped off when you got attacked, and then you should still have an action to take on your turn. Oh, that's cool. Oh, okay. So when, um, oh, you think of it almost like a shield, and when, bam, you're attacked by that attack, that spell automatically goes off in your turn. Oh, yeah, because oh, there's shit. one reaction which you take in response to being damaged by a creature. Okay. That's nifty. So I didn't have to technically wait for my turn. Okay. Correct. Hmm. Well, then. Love it. Oh, well. Sorry, there's a lot of uh, little tiny things like that all in 5e. Please continue to enlighten. <laughs> that is important later. All the small things. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and move on with it for right now, just because we're pretty much to the end, and this is kind of funny. So he's still definitely dead and cooked. Dead. However, the Warforge that is battling with Trey, after another failed attempt to hit him, <laughs> is like, you know what? The mission's done. Y'all have fun with the sinking ship. I'm out. And as he turns to run and jump the railing, Trey steps forward and yeah! sweeps his legs out from underneath him. And the Warforge goes tumbling face first through the railing and then falls unconscious. Nice. <laughs> Holy shit. The that one time he finally hits him was on Attack of Opportunity. <laughs> as he's running away to die. As off. he's wow. Yeah, as he's trying to escape. Fucking <laughs> Wow. Uh, I love anticlimactic battles. Alright. <laughs> so let me double check real quick. Boston, I'm gonna All die right. if I don't get my turn. <laughs> All right, so there it is right in front of you, that beautiful, beautiful tower 
Gosh dang it. Coming up at an accelerated rate. Diana, it is now your turn. Oh, thank God. Okay. Well, thanks to Reese's help, I run over to the thing here and I scream, stop! And I grab a hold of it. Does it stop by chance? It stops moving. It seems to be still tilting downwards. It's still in a direct course for the Citadel. As you try to put pressure on it, it doesn't move. Damn. Okay. So let's see. But if I let, so two questions, if I let go of it, is it still going to be wobbly or is me holding it a good idea? Or should I use the rest of my movement to go over to the captain and heal him? Because I can do that with, uh, with my hands. You definitely feel like, at least for right now, you're keeping it steady. Okay. So that's going to be the end of your turn. You were struggling with the wheel. You've got it to stay steady. And uh, I got to go pee, guys. Uh, I'll be right back. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Sagas and Shenanigans as much as we enjoyed making it for you in these dark times. You can find us at sagasandshenanigans.com, facebook.com slash sagasandshenanigans, as well as other social media sites to be determined. The adventurers are... Angela Shibley as the paladin Lady Diana de Lirandar. Michael Shibley as the warlock Algernop Creve. Cody C.K. Kitts as the ranger Chris Ashtar. Anthony Bingy Bingaman as the rogue Thero de Fairlon. Michael Doherty as the cleric Reese Royce. And Trey Pack as the barbarian Trachiles. Edited and mixed by Boston McCown, recorded and published through Corporation Zero Studios. Theme song is The Gunfight by Everett Allman, used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. You can learn more about that song and Everett Allman in the links in the show notes. Also, more about Creative Commons licenses at creativecommons.org. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Boston McCown, reminding you, the story stops, but never ends. <laughs>